Kids and by the South Dakota High School Activities Association. We now go courtside for coverage of Mitchell Colonel basketball on your original home of Colonel Sports, KORN. Here at the play-by-play call, KORN Sports Director, Travis Krins. Welcome to the Corn Palace. It is the third and final night of the annual Hoop City Classic here in Mitchell. I'm Travis Krenz, joined uh, here to my right with Sean Michaels, and uh, we play another team from Gillette, Wyoming tonight. It is the Bolts of Thunder Basin. This team a little bit better than the uh, Campbell County Camels that we saw on Wednesday night. Uh, the girls' team very good at 6-3 and three now on the season. Uh, for Thunder Basin, this will be their second game today. Yes, they've already played today. It was at uh, 10 o'clock this morning. They uh, took on Providence Academy, Minnesota. And that's the team with Chad Greenway's daughter, Madden Greenway. She scored 30 points, and uh, it was a blowout. Uh, Providence Academy beat Thunder Basin 74 to 42. So that game got done just before noon today. So I guess you go to the hotel and you get ready for this game here coming up uh, in around 15 minutes just after 7 o'clock. And uh, this is something that Thunder Basin has already done this season. Uh, played uh, two games in one day. Uh, happened two weeks ago on Friday, December 16th. Uh, they won their first game 35-32, then won their second game 57-39. So it's very rare. It really never happens, but this is the second time in two weeks that Thunder Basin will play two games in the span of just two days. And uh, Sean Mitchell at 1-1, one one, uh, played pretty well against Huron, got off to a great start three weeks ago. And uh, again, uh, offensive struggles, that's kind of what uh, has ailed Mitchell these past couple seasons. Where are those points going to come from again if uh, they can't really hold their opponent to under 40 or 45 it's usually going to be a be a struggle here for the Mitchell uh, Colonel girls on the offense and they're facing a team here tonight that's uh, pretty good offensively averaging 52 points per game so uh, the Colonels are going to have to find some way to get a little bit more help tonight offensively and maybe even kind of ugly the game up a little bit and, you know, make sure that they take the clock down a lot on every possession just to kind of stay in the game. And they're going to be without one of their best players, without uh, Taylor Giblin, who had a, a really good opening night game. And uh, that makes you have to look even further for a little bit more offense. I mean, it's a season they come into without Sarah Siebert, who was uh, a, a big help for them offensively as far as complimenting Sawyer Stabner a year ago. Mm -hmm. And so, again, here you go, uh, a young season. They already have to adjust to adversity. And so tonight they take on a really good opponent, and they're going to have to uh, get the offense going for sure. Yeah, uh, Taylor Giblin hurt her knee there in the final minute just with a few seconds left of that game. She was right over there by the scorer's table at half court. And uh, prognosis right now not looking real good uh, for uh, Taylor Giblin, which is unfortunate because uh, she'd improved steadily throughout her career and uh, started last year and uh, was a starter this year, was our player of the game, uh, had a team-high 13 points versus here on three weeks ago and uh, was really uh, starting to, to develop into that point guard role. You have Sawyer Stabner, which can do a little, who can do a little bit of everything, but uh, Taylor Giblin was also bringing the ball up and playing that point guard role, so they will be without her. Uh, you look at somebody like uh, Lauren Van Overshield, the sophomore. Uh, you look at another guard that could bring the ball up. Uh, Carson White, she's a 5'6 sophomore. She's going to be the one that uh, will replace Giblin in the starting lineup, and also will likely see uh, folks like Kiera Hofer or, De or uh, Delaney Dagan, uh, Maddie Kempf, maybe a little bit more playing time 
with Giblin out. So changes to the starting lineup and changes to what Mitchell's going to have to do here with Taylor Giblin out for the foreseeable future. Uh, starters here for Mitchell. We'll start with Sawyer Stabner, the 5'9 junior. Uh, she had 12 points and 20 rebounds on Wednesday night versus Campbell County. School record is 23 rebounds, so not quite a school record, but uh, pretty darn close. She also had four steals to go along with seven turnovers. Uh, Delana Hankel, she's a 5'9 senior guard. She gets the start. Uh, we mentioned Lauren Van Overshield, 5'9 sophomore. Uh, Carson White, a 5'6 sophomore. And Eddie Simpson, the 5'8 freshman guard. Uh, she had 10 points versus Campbell County on Wednesday. She is uh, she was 3 of 6 uh, shooting from the field. And somebody else we haven't mentioned who's been a, a pretty solid contributor here off the bench is uh, number 42, Allison Meyerink. She's a 5'10 a a junior, comes off the bench, and is really one of the rare uh, post options that Mitchell has. So Meyerink, she's played very well uh, in a, her first two games this season. Uh, nearly had a double-double, had eight points and six rebounds uh, versus Campbell County. So uh, we will see uh, see what, what happens here with the, uh, with the Mitchell offense. And Sawyer Stabner, turnovers have plagued her. She had a lot versus Iran. She had seven of them. Uh, on uh, on Wednesday night, so if she can just cut down on those turnovers uh, a little bit, because she's probably going to be asked to to do a little bit more of the point guard duty with uh, Taylor Giblin here out. Yeah, and you know Sawyer Stabner's been kind of looking for maybe one or two pieces that can kind of help her every night that she can rely on, so that she doesn't feel like she has to really uh, get the entire offense going. You know, she loves to drive the basket. Yep. You know, we, we love her energy. We love how aggressive she is. Sometimes it does kind of come back to bite her a little bit with the turnovers. Um, but, you know, if, if she can just find a couple more pieces here this season with a couple of complimentary players that they can rely on for some outside shooting, that's going to become a really good tool for her. Uh, and then she won't have to worry about so much making you know some of those risky choices and uh, and also possibly staying out of foul trouble. That's the bit, the big thing for her is you know not getting into foul trouble early so they can have her in the fourth quarter when it really matters. And that three point shot so important for Mitchell. They don't rely on it like maybe uh, these Wyoming teams do, but they were only one of ten shooting the three the other night versus Campbell County. Compare that to what they did versus Huron, where they were seven of seventeen. And that's kind of why they won that Huron game. They got off to that fast start, nine nothing, three threes in the first minute and a half. So you don't need ten three pointers, but you need to do better than one for ten from the field. So if you could just get four or five of those threes, couple from Addie Simpson, couple from Lauren Van Overshield. I mean, that would go a long way to to being competitive because you got to get over that forty point mark. You're just not going to win many games at all if you if you struggle to score forty. No, I mean, and that's the thing. I mean, we know the potential that Sawyer Stabner has. She's a great leader. She has so much potential, had a really good season last year. And uh, the more she develops, the better the Colonels are going to get. And uh, now we're going to see, you know, what else she can do when you have one of their best players out for most likely the rest of the year. And, uh, yeah, got to work on the three-pointers, be more efficient there. And, yes, getting off to a fast start with a team against this, a team like this is going to be a really big deal. Doubleheader of basketball tonight. Boys game to follow here at around 745. It's the Thunder Basin Bolts and the Mitchell Colonels. We'll talk with head coach Dave Brooks up next. We're back in 30 seconds on KORN.
Car scams are more common now, largely due to the low inventory of vehicles. This is your Attorney General, Mark Vargo, saying that while we may take this type of purchase for granted, don't rush into it for fear of losing out on that vehicle. Stay vigilant and do your homework before you make the purchase. If you're purchasing a used vehicle, know who you're dealing with, know what you're signing, and be sure you get a copy of the signed agreement at the time of purchase. Be wary of look-alike or sound-alike car dealer websites. If you have questions, contact my Consumer Protection Division at 800-300-1986. Mitchell Colonel basketball, another doubleheader here back at the Corn Palace and a, another Wyoming opponent this time, uh, Thunder Basin, Wyoming. Girls game coming up next as we talk to the head coach, Dave Brooks. Uh, coach, how you been? Got to finally some basketball under your belt here, kind of kind of getting back in the in the swing of things. Yeah, it uh, feels good. I mean, we've had all those practices, and I guess you practice to, to play the game, so uh, get an opportunity to do that today again. And he got the game on there Wednesday against Campbell County. You stuck with him there for a while, made a run in that second half, got uh, within six uh, six points there. But uh, what was the main difference that you saw? A lot of pressure defense, and uh, they kind of made things tough on the offensive side. Yeah, we, we kind of talked about that maybe we didn't work as hard to get open or to set our screens or do those types of things on offense. And, and we, uh, yeah, there's more pressure than what we saw against uh, here, and we just – I uh, did do a real good job handling it, so uh, hopefully uh, we can uh, learn from that and today be a little stronger trying to get to our areas and setting our screens and, and you know, trying to get open. So we'll, we'll see. Yeah, Sawyer have a huge day, had those 20 rebounds, almost set a, a new Mitchell girls record, and, uh, you know, she can do a little bit of everything, and we could talk about her uh, every single game. And as, as far as her her uh, input thus far, 12 points, 20 rebounds uh, there on Wednesday Getting everybody else involved, it seems like she can drive to the basket whenever she wants. When you need some points, you know, it seems like her driving to the basket is, is the best option. How do you get other people involved when you know it's, you got a player like that who, who can do so many things? Well, you know that's probably not going to last real long because I mean, pretty soon people are going to say, you know, we we got to stop her face guard, you know, whatever. So we've, uh, you know, we talked about in our offense, just let it run, work it hard, get to your spots, do what you're supposed to do. But, you know, I think we have some some other kids that uh, that are capable, maybe not score to that to that level, but you know, we we have to have uh, at least three kids in double figures, and you know, that could be various kids through the through the course of the night. But um, uh, yeah, I think if if we run our offense and and uh, there's spots for other other kids to step up and get some shots then we just have to you know have to make them you know we shot 29 percent uh wednesday and i don't think that's going a lot of games shooting mm-hmm. at that level so uh, uh hopefully we can we can improve that dave brooks joins us here colonel pregame show a doubleheader coming up tonight uh final two games here of this three-day hoop city classic uh you've got your the uh, thunder basin here tonight and uh, they played already today uh, against the team from minnesota so i mean they're young kids so they can bounce back pretty good but uh, how would you anticipate how they may feel playing earlier this morning and uh, bouncing back here about uh, you know seven eight to eight hours later to play you guys well, I, I think they've done that uh, in other tournaments. I was talking to one of the grandparents last week, and I think, you know, maybe I don't know if it's a regular routine for them, but, you know, in watching the game, they um, earlier this in December, they were in a tournament over somewhere in Wyoming and kind of the same thing. They were playing uh, in the morning, in the afternoon, or, or whatever. So uh, uh, I'm guessing. They're they're in good enough shape, play enough kids that uh, that they feel that they're they're fine to do that. So uh, um, 
I'm not going to look at Jarek. It should be an advantage for us, but you would, you would hope it would be a little bit yeah. later in the game that we're uh, still got some fresh legs with us. Then you had late in that game on Wednesday, uh, Taylor Giblin. She went down with uh, looks like a knee injury. What do you what do you know about her and uh, any any changes here to the lineup? With uh, her probably going to be out here for at least a little bit. Uh, how does that impact you? Because uh, she was having a good start to the season, kind of uh, point guard duties once in a while. So what what changes do you anticipate uh, with Taylor out here for a little bit? Yeah, well, we know we won't have her for today, and she's she's been to the doctor and I think has an MRI coming up this week to kind of see what. Uh, like the final prognosis or prospects might be, but so um, we'll ask Carson White to step in and, and play that guard position. And you know Taylor, you know maybe didn't score a lot the other night, but she just handles the ball a lot between her and Sawyer. The ball is in their hands a lot. Maybe Sawyer brings it up, uh, gets it started, and then gets to uh, to Taylor, and she gets this going in her offense. And so, yeah, well, that's going to be uh, kind of a feeling out process between uh, Carson and probably Lauren and uh, Sawyer and how we settle into some of our different sets to see where we put kids. So, uh, uh, but it's going to mean some playing time for somebody else because we, you know, we need to, uh, you know, get some other kids playing. So uh, that's that's the way it goes, and we'll uh, hope for the best for for Taylor. Yeah, chance for Carson White to get that start uh, here tonight to get her some more playing time. And uh, head coach Dave Brooks joins us. Thunder Base and the opponent coming up next. Coach, good luck here. We'll see you after the game. Okay, thanks very much. Appreciate it. And that's a, a big loss for Mitchell. Uh, Taylor Giblin going to be out here for a while. Won't know for certain until the next uh, week or so. But, yeah, it did not look good at the end of that uh, Campbell County game on Wednesday night. In the final minute, she went down uh, near the scorer's table and really couldn't put uh, much weight at all uh, on that knee. So that's a, that's a big loss there for Mitchell. Uh, Taylor, she was our player of the game uh, there at uh, Huron three weeks ago in that season opener. She had a game high or a team high, uh, 13 points. Points at a couple three pointers and uh, really uh, showed some improvements uh, from her junior season now to her senior season. So we'll see what the uh, prognosis is for uh, Taylor Giblin. But uh, tonight, Carson Wyke, uh, she will get the uh, start at that guard position here for the Mitchell Colonels. Uh, tip off coming up next. Uh, first to two games here tonight at the Corn Palace. Uh, games number eight and number nine today as we wrap up uh, the third and final day of the annual Hoop City Classic. It's Thunder Basin and the Mitchell Colonel Girls up next on KORN. The holidays are here. It's time to celebrate as we gather together with family and friends that feel like family to share the spirit of the season. The same commitment to family is what Poet commits to you. Poet strives to develop highly efficient biofuel and high quality animal feed with zero waste. Best wishes for the holidays and the new year from the company that makes a difference to every family and our nation's future, Poet. It is Mitchell Colonel basketball here. We're 10 minutes after 7 o'clock as it's Thunder Basin and the Mitchell Colonels. Colonel starting lineup. Uh, they'll start uh, at a guard, Delana Hankel, a 5'9 senior. Also, Lauren Van Overshield, the 5'5 sophomore. Uh, at a forward, it'll be Sawyer Stabner, the 5'9 junior. Carson White getting a start, first time for her, a 5'9 sophomore. And Eddie Simpson, the 5'8 freshman. Uh, gold uniforms for Mitchell here, black numbers and black trim. The Bolts of Thunder Basin wearing uh, blue uniforms with white numbers and white trim. And we'll have the six foot two senior Jolie Speltz will tip it off. Also starting for Thunder Basin, a couple of senior guards, Laney McCarty averaging 18 per game, 
As Thunder Basin wins the tip. And also got Kinley Solemn, Addie Westbrook, and also Peyton Williams, their starters, as they start two juniors and three seniors. In the middle, left-handed layup is no good by the 6-2. Spelt had a great look at it. Rebound for Mitchell. Stabner brings it up. They get it in the uh, left corner for Carson White. Here's a drive by Stabner off glass and good. Tough shot for Sawyer Stabner to give Mitchell the first points of the game. That was a tough shot. Had a really tough angle on that right baseline. Underneath, left-handed layup. That one's no good for Kinley Solemn. So a couple of shots under the basket. That was a tough shot, though, by Thunder Basin. Yeah, both possessions, they had really good ball movement and got good looks down low, but both shots have been a little bit off target. Yeah, I got uh, Speltz, I think, is going to be a problem at 6-2 as the Colonels throw it away. As uh, Delana Hankel, she was looking, I think, for Stabner down low. Well, I mean, they're, they're opening up with such a fast pace, but if they slow things down, they really do have a good matchup down low there with Speltz. You're right. Again, this is the second game today for Thunder Base, and they lost to... Uh, Providence Academy out of Minnesota earlier today. They lost that one uh, 74-42 and here we get a, uh, another turnover by Thunder Basin in the right corner. And that's uh, Kinley Solemn had a little bit of uh, an awkward movement out there right in front of their bench and uh, they turned it over so three tough possessions open this game for Thunder Basin. Now Colonels have to take advantage here. Van Overshield at the top of the key. The freshman Addie Seamson on the left edge. Now they get it to in the right corner to White. You want to Stabner to touch the ball. White tries to drive. She's double teamed. Underneath, layup is no good by Ankle. And a rebound for Spelt. Spelt with an outlet pass underneath the basket. Layup is no good. They can't hit a layup as Asala misses another one. Boy, nice move behind the back for Stabner, bringing it up. 2-0 Mitchell, 90 seconds in. Seamson with the layup left side. That was no good. A great drive wide open. She missed it. Split the double team. I have no idea how she missed that layup. Just a little bit too strong. Both teams have had great looks under the basket. This one tipped away. Wyke on the steal. Stabner comes up with it. Wyke, though, had the tip. Another turnover for this Colonel defense. They just got to make it pay with points. Seamson a wide open three. She nails it at the top of the key. Nice. A 5-0 start here for Mitchell. That's three more dollars from Mitchell roofing and siding. Well, and Seamson is someone we love to see get going. She had the game winner against Huron, so we know she can do that. Here's uh, Van Overshield going for the steal. McCarty, their leading scorer. She'll get a couple free throws here. 5.39 left in this uh, hectic pace of a first quarter. 5-0 Mitchell first foul will go on Stabner. So Stabner picks up the foul. McCarty shooting free throws. 82% from the line. Averages almost 18 per game. This one is good. First points for Thunder Basin. She had 12 points this morning versus Providence Academy. Colonel Substitutions, Van Overshield will check out. We'll see Allison Meyerink, the 5'10 junior. See, that's something I might like to see a little bit different. I think Van Overshield could be that spark that this team needs with uh, Taylor Giblin out. So, you know, it's kind of surprising to see her hit the bench so fast. And also for uh, Mitchell Kira Hofer coming off the bench. Here's Seamson left side, finds Meyerink for a layup. She was bumped. Oh, and they call her for the travel as well. So they bumped her, but I guess she traveled before that. Yeah, I guess they felt like the contact didn't really induce the traveling quite enough, and she just kind of had a mistake with her hesitation move. 
So a lot of turnovers here early on. Been a sloppy start for both teams. It has been, especially for Thunder Basin. I mean, their only points have been from the free throw line. They've missed several open layups. And this Colonel defense playing really well so far to open up this game. Thunder Basin quickly up. Here's Westbrook to the rack. She is fouled. This should likely go on Meyerink. That'll be her first team second so more free throws up coming for Thunder Basin well I like how the Colonels are challenging everything so far I mean Thunder Basin's been a little bit sloppy with the basketball on their first couple possessions but for a team like the Colonels that's struggling offensively and you know just wondering where their offense is going to come from with Taylor Giblin being out I, I like how aggressive they're being defensively good effort out there Addie Westbrook a 5-6 junior misses that one off the back iron no good so Thunder Basin, two or three from the line here in the first quarter. Second one from Westbrook. Also no good in and out and a rebound for Stabner. Nearly three minutes in. It's a 5-0 Mitchell lead. Drive to the basket for Stabner, and she loses it. Shows her frustration there. A turnover for Stabner uh, driving up the lane. I mean, sometimes her eyes just get kind of big. You know, she sees that lane open up a little bit and lost the handle. We talked about that in pregame. You know, she'd like to have some of those back, but that's just her nature. Westbrook quickly up the court, gets it here in the uh, to Solemn. Solemn triple teamed, and we're going to get a tie-up, and that'll be a turnover by Solemn. So another uh, forced turnover here by this Colonel defense. As Van Overshield comes back in, she'll check in for the freshman Seamson. And we'll see Campbell Cox come in for Thunder Basin. She's a 5'8 junior. She'll check in for Solemn. And Thunder Basin won't go very deep on the bench. They'll maybe go too deep at most. This one kicked out of bounds. Last touch by Jolie Speltz of Thunder Basin. Colonels trying to uh, get past this full court pressure by Thunder Basin. Van Overshield's got it, and he'll get it to Stabner. And Stabner will break the press. Wide open layup for Meyerink left side. That is no good. Rebound fought for, and Meyerink was the last one to touch it. Another missed layup. Oh, Meyerink missed uh, this one here, and boy, there's probably uh, four to six points that have been left out there. Colonels, they could be up by maybe ten here instead of just by three. Tough to see him miss out on that opportunity. That was a beautiful feed from Stabner. Great vision to set up that layup, and again, just a little bit too strong. Westbrook gets it to uh, Campbell Cox. She'll drive the lane, lay it up and good. Campbell Cox, she can make her layups. Their first made basket comes almost halfway through the quarter. You're going to get another turnover. Stabner turns it over on the tie-up. Peyton Williams tied her up here near the uh, free throw line. And that'll be a turnover on the uh, possession arrow towards Thunder Basin. So I feel like that was Mitchell's shot to get off to a good start like they did versus Huron. Campbell County finally makes their first shot. They get it left side. McCarty gets it down low to the 6-2 Spelts. That should have been a foul. Nothing called right there. Stabner on the rebound. Had a good double team out there with Stabner, and the, they just made that shot a little bit awkward. Left wing three. Van Overshield a little bit short, but an offensive rebound for Hinkle. Great hustle. Hinkle saves it in the right corner, but turns it over. Last touched by Mitchell. Again, just way too many turnovers. Mm. For Mitchell yet again, they've got more turnovers than points right now. Leading 5-4, to four, we're halfway through the first quarter. Both teams having their turnover troubles a lot here. Just the first half of this first quarter, we've seen a, a lot of balls going out of bounds. And it is kind of a shame the Colonels haven't been able to take advantage of the slow start by Thunder Basin. Carson Wyke and Van Overshield check back out. Seamson is out there along with Matty Kemp. Here's a right corner three. That is good for the uh, lefty, number 24, Kyla Strimmick. 
Uh, she hits the three. Stremka, a 5'11 sophomore, just like that. 7-0 run, and Thunder Basin leads 7-2. Stabner a three, looking for her first of the season. No good from the right wing. Long rebound, uh, captured there by Simpson. So Colonels with another offensive rebound. Chance to tie it up here at seven with the two. Good hustle by Seamson. They need more of that just to give themselves more opportunities. Seamson wide open three, top of the key. She nails it. That's her spot, Trav. Two a two from deep, and the Colonels take an 8-7 lead. Addie Seamson with two early threes. Beautiful. Thunder Basin, they bring it up. They get it to their point guard, Westbrook. Now on the right side, Campbell Cox. Top of the key to Strimka. Three minutes to go. Here's another three. This one a little off the mark. Short by Stremka. Or by uh, Campbell Cox. What a high-arcing shot that was. She can shoot it from deep. Stabner picks up the dribble at the top of the key. Gives it to Seamson. Finds it Meyerink underneath. She's blocked. A clean block. And that'll start a fast break here for uh, Westbrook. Westbrook brings it up for the Bolts. 8-7. Mitchell in front. Late first quarter. Here's a drive by Campbell Cox. A little floater with a hand in her face. No good off the front iron. We get a foul on Thunder Basin. Their first. This will go against Stremka. Team's first as she fouls Stabner. So, haven't, haven't been too many fouls here, but a sloppy start for both sides. Yeah, three team fouls total, so uh, nowhere close to being in the bonus yet for either side, but... Uh, this pace really works in the favor of the Colonels. If they can keep it slowed down like this and not let uh, Thunder Basin get too many fast breaks, that's going to keep the Colonels in this game all the way down to the wire. Colonels turnover. Van Overshield does her job, but then Kemp's pass to Seamson at half court. Not quite accurate enough. So another Colonel turnover as they still lead 8-7. And Josie Speltz at 6-2 hasn't scored yet. She averages 10 points, 8 rebounds a game, and... Hasn't really done much here in the opening quarter. Bolts get it in, layup right side, maybe blocked. Laney McCarty was last touched by Mitchell, but McCarty's their best player. Averages 18 points, five rebounds a game. She has those two free throws. On Wednesday uh, night, top two Campbell County players had six points total. They average around 24 uh, a, a game. So Mitchell's done a good job of limiting the other team's best player. This one at the free throw line, nearly stolen by Seamson. Here's Kinley Solomon in the right corner. They get it down low. Meyerink looking for the steal. She's going to get it. Meyerink ties up. Laney McCarty near the basket, and that'll be a, another turnover on the jump ball. Yeah, good defense here continuing by the Colonels in this opening quarter, which is a good sign when the offense really hasn't been there yet. A couple of threes by Seamson, but not much else. Some full-court pressure. Stabner is trapped, and she'll throw it away. Another turnover for Stabner. Colonel's going to tie up Laney McCarty near half court. And let's see, did they get a timeout? I they think did. they did. So they'll keep the possession arrow. Minute 55 to go. Uh, Low-scoring, sloppy first quarter. 8-7, Mitchell in front. Two three-pointers for Addie Seamson at the top of the key. Uh, Stabner also had a layup, and... Other than that, uh, Mitchell, they've only made three shots, but uh, Thunder Basin, they've also only made two. Yeah, and the turnovers are a problem on both sides. And, uh, again, this pace really does favor Mitchell. I mean, if they can keep this game slowed down like this and 
you know, if Thunder Basin's going to continue to have offensive lulls like they've had in this first quarter, it's going to give the Colonels a chance to hang in there. They just need to find out where else, where else can they get some offense. I mean, Stabner's off to a super slow start tonight, so you figure she's going to get going eventually, and then hopefully you get a Van Overshield going and uh, maybe Seamson a little bit more too. Thunder Basin throws it in at half court. And shut the music off anytime. This one nearly stolen by Seamson. She steps out of bounds. Trying to find Kinley Solomon in the right corner. Good hustle, though, by Seamson. Yeah. I mean, you know, a couple of threes out there and diving after loose balls. you got to love the effort. She's a freshman, plays better than what you would expect a freshman to play. Thunder Basin gets it in in front of the Mitchell bench. Drive on the right side. Oh, that was a pretty clean. Ooh, that was, that was all ball. Clean as you can get from Van Overshield as she fouls yeah, Laney I, McCarty. She'll shoot two. I feel like that was a little bit of an anticipation whistle there because uh, that was pretty solid defense that time by Van Overshield. Got to call what you see, not what you expect to see. So two more freebies here for McCarty. She's not going to miss. She's 3-3 three three from the line as we're tied at 8. Minute 45 left, first quarter. And McCarty, this one pops in and out. Rebound for Stabner. She's going to pile up the rebounds again. Had 20 on Wednesday night. Already has four or five here in the first quarter. You think they have a radar on Stabner? Yeah. And this one a travel by Van Overshield as she drives the lane a little bit out of control. And that's where they do have to get a little bit better, be a little bit more disciplined. I mean, a fast break is really tempting when you're trying to generate some offense, but you Numbers also want to be, be smart there. about things and make sure it's there, you know, and then uh -huh. slow down. you got to recognize what you're seeing and get the ball out to your offense. Egan Clark, she's a 5'5 senior guard. Now she's in there. Thunder base, and they get it underneath. It's tipped by Meyerink. They get it to Solemn. Wild shot, no good. It's the uh, top of the uh, top of the rim there, top of the backboard. Van Overshield brings it up. This one underneath, Seamson lefty. This one from about 10 feet out, no good. This will start a fast break for Thunder Basin. Here's McCarty, pushes it back to Solemn. In transition, they throw it all around. Here's an awkward shot from the right side. Air ball by Stremka. Out of bounds, Colonel Ball off the air ball. Thunder Basin looks like a team that played this morning. They are not playing uh, very clean at all. It's not crisp. No, I mean, they're a team that's 6-2 and two on the season. They've won six straight. They average 52 points per game. And, you know, maybe the Colonels are catching him at the perfect time here tonight. Got a whistle here, and this will be a rare foul on Thunder Basin, just their second of the quarter. Seamson was bumped. This will be on Westbrook, her first, team second. Again, Thunder Basin went 21-6 and six last year. Colonels get it to Maddie Kemp in the left corner. 50 seconds to go, first quarter. We're tied at eight. Thunder Basin, they've only made two field goals this entire quarter. Carson Wyke on the left wing, 20 to shoot. Kemp gets it right side to Stabner. Now back to Kemp at the top of the key. They're trying to get it to Meyerink. They're trying to get it down low to uh, Henkel. Here's Stabner now to Seamson, gets the screen with eight to shoot. Colonel's offense got to get going. They call Seamson for the double dribble. Yeah, just a little bit out of sorts that time, a little bit indecisive, didn't really know where she wanted to go with it, and, and you know, maybe that's a little bit of the youth and inexperience showing up right there in that moment. No shot clock, 25 seconds to go. Thunder Basin can hold for the final shot if they want to. Westbrook throws it right side to Campbell Cox. Now on the left side of the 6'2 senior Jolie Speltz. 
They get it down low. They'll put it in here with 10 seconds to go. Layup for McCarty. She's got a game high or a team high five. A rare shot not challenged by the Colonels that Four time. Four seconds to go. Cox with the uh, steal. Colonels turn it over. Deep in their opponent's territory. Lucky that one didn't go in. But at the end of one, a sloppy first quarter. It's only a 10-8 game. As Thunder Basin leads by two here at the end of one. We're back in 60 seconds. You're listening to Mitchell Colonel Girls Basketball on KORN. As you clear that last patch of snow from your driveway, breathe in that crisp, rejuvenating winter air before you throw yourself into a monstrous snow pile and join First Dakota to bank some noise for winter sports. Shriek for tide-turning reversals, whoop at game-winning threes, and gasp in awe at a perfect back walkover. Let them hear you from the cheap seats. Bank some noise with us at First Dakota National Bank. Open a new account online today at firstdakota.com, member FDIC. It is the third and final night here of the Hoop City Classic. This is game number eight of nine today as Mitchell Boy is going to play here following this one. A wide open three in the left corner, left a little bit short by Campbell Cox. Miscommunication there as she was wide open on that half-court inbound play. Colonels fortunate that did not go down. She was wide open. Colonels trying to tie it here down by two. Van Overshield will pop a three. This one over the mark and no good. And Colonels made just uh, three shots in that first uh, quarter. Thunder Basin, they like to push it. Westbrook, she turns it over. Stabner with the steal. Oh, and they're going to no. call her for a carry. No. Yeah, you don't really see that no. very often. They say that no. it was a carry. And you can go an entire season of high school basketball. Uh, and I'm not going to see that. I have no idea what they just saw on that. That was perfect defense, and she was trying to push the ball the other way. I didn't see anything like that. Called her for the carry. Unfortunate call there. Thunder Basin gets it back. Campbell Cox in the right corner. Stabner on her. This one uh, poked away, and Seamson comes up with it. Seamson going to go coast to coast. This one no good. Blocked out of bounds. Last touch by Thunder Basin. Oh, that's another tough angle right there. Seamson on that left baseline just trying to create that fast break and you know ha- had a good push on it but didn't quite have the right angle and just kind of put it up hoping it would go in but at least the Colonels keep the ball here 30 on the shot clock and this one nearly out of bounds Carson White picks it up in the right corner gets it down low to Van Overshield tries to move it's stolen from her by Peyton Williams this will start a fast break spelts she nearly turns it over sloppy 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 basketball that was a travel they didn't call that underneath that was a travel by McCarty, and we'll get a, a tie-up, and another possession arrow goes to Mitchell. Boy, this here's some sloppy basketball. Well, and some surprising calls, and, yeah, a lot of turnovers between like, both teams. And Thunder it's, Basin wants to run, but that's not working for them. They're not no. getting anything off a of transition. They're just... It's been kind of an awkward first half. Yeah. Neither team can really get into any kind of offensive flow. There's been uh, a few fouls and a, a few... Uh, Hankel with the layup right side, no good. She fights for the rebound, and she's going to nearly get it, throws it over her head. That'll land on the Thunder Basin bench. So good effort there by Hankel, who missed the layup. Kind of feels like neither team really know what they want to do for sure. I mean, they both get a little bit overexcited when it comes to a fast break, you know, because it's like they're both just kind of sitting on that and waiting for it, but then neither team can execute it. Mm Mm-hmm. Campbell County, they'll push it again. Inbound near their bench. McCarty, their top mm. shooter, 
Hits the 10-foot jumper in the lane. She now has seven. Now the Thunder Basin lead up to four. Stabner gets it in. We're going to call Stabner for a foul. This will be, a, uh, I guess, a, a block on her, a charge on her. She jumped in the air near half court and threw the ball away, and then they call her for the uh, foul. Her Two second. fouls on Stabner now. We talked about she really needs to stay out of foul trouble as much as she can. Thunder Basin pushes, layup right side is good again for McCarty. She heats up. She's now got nine. Well, that was just really nice setup that time. They got her in stride coming across half court. Spelts with the steal. Stabner tries to recover. Carson Wyke on the turnover. Here's another drive. This one, no foul, out of contact. McCarty goes for it. They're going to call her for the foul. So this will be Laney McCarty's first, team's third. A lot of physical play, a lot of fouls here. 6.06 to go in the half. It's 14-8 yeah, to eight, Thunder Basin. Somebody's pushed the uh, the button here to uh, bring up the uh, championship banners. I would assume those will come down uh, soon, soon, because I don't think that button was supposed to be pushed. This one tipped away. Seamson nearly turns it over. Mitchell will keep possession. This uh, full-court presser now for Thunder Basin causing them some issues. Colonels have not scored in this quarter and a much-needed timeout. 5.59 to go in the half. Colonels trailing 14-8. Doubleheader at the Corn Palace tonight. We're back in a quick 30 seconds on KORN. Soil is a living organism that changes year to year, which means soil fertility can vary widely across the field. Don't let this be a limiting factor in reaching your high-yield goals. At Aurora Co-op, they know that grid soil sampling is the foundation to a solid fertility program. Knowing what's going on is important because it helps you build the right plan to utilize your dollars wisely. Aurora Co-op's agronomic experts will help you build the right plan for your acres. To learn more, contact one of their agronomy team members today. Aurora Co-op, tougher to Together. Colonels call a timeout here. 5.59 to go in the half. Colonels trailing Thunder Basin out of Wyoming. 14-8. It was 10-8 Thunder Basin at the end of the first quarter. They've got them trapped again. They travel by Van Overshield. Uh, Colonels did not handle the pressure, the full court pressure, very well. Wednesday versus Campbell County, and it is causing them issues. Mitchell not able to get the ball past half court at this point. Speltz kicks it out to McCarty for a three. That's an air ball. Nice rebound by Meyerink. Here's Wyke. Wyke's going to push it up for Mitchell. And now this one tipped away in another turnover. Tipped away by Speltz. Here comes Thunder Basin moving across the court from right to left. Peyton Williams in the right corner. Gets it inside of the 6-2 Speltz. That was too easy. Her first points tonight. She averages 10 on the season. It's now an 8-0 run. We get a call on Thunder Basin. This will be on Peyton Williams, number 12. Her first, team's fourth. When you struggle offensively, you got to get to the free throw line. But Thunder Basin, they only have four fouls. So you're not really all that close to being in the bonus. And there's only five and a half minutes to go in the half. And the Colonels just... Uh... Really sloppy here in this second quarter. Every time they get out and onto their end, they just kind of fall apart. You know, like Stabner's got to touch the ball more. Stabner at three, top of the key. That is good. Her first three-pointer of the season. Colonels with three of their four made field goals from beyond the arc. $9 from Mitchell Roofing and siding. Seamson going to get called 
on the push. You talk about badly needed points. Yep. That's what that three right there was from Sawyer Stabner. So Colonel's on the foul. This will be six team fouls. One more, and Thunder Basin will be in the bonus. Five minutes in the half. It's 16-11 Thunder Basin. Williams, she'll pop a three at the top of the key. That is good. Peyton Williams, her first made field goal tonight. It's now 19-11. Seamson pushes it. Going to be called for the travel. Well, now they're talking things over. There may have been a foul called first. Oh, we're going to change it from a travel they're going to, to talk, a foul. Talking to a block, yep. Yeah, so. I was wondering about that because she had a full head of steam on her, and then she was bumped a little bit before she put on the brakes there on that left baseline. Egan Clark picks up the foul, her first team's fifth. Seamson's got to get it in, does, just before the five-second call. Then Overshield at the top of the key. Colonels down by eight. Late first half, 19-11. This game was tied at eight apiece. Stamer gets it to Meyerink, and Thunder Basin picks up another foul. He's second on Williams, so that's now six fouls. Both sides now with six fouls. Yeah, and this could end up being a game that comes down to who can make the free throws unless Thunder Basin puts together a big run here at some point in this game. Kind of feels like they're starting to pull away a little bit here at 19-11. to 11. Thunder Basin, they are three of four from the line. Wide open layup, Stabner on the right baseline. Somebody lost her completely. Nicely done. Really nice job. Good awareness that time by Stabner. Eight points for Stabner. Colonel's back within six. Here's a drive by Westbrook. They're going to call somebody for the foul. There were three Colonels down there. Well, I think it's going to be Meyerink. That'll put uh, them in the bonus with the seventh foul for Mitchell. This will be nope. on Van Overshield, her second, team seventh. I thought they got Meyerink. She was right there at the point of attack, and I thought she had a clean block. Mm -hmm. Free throw here is up and good for Clark, Egan Clark. First points tonight to make it 20-13, to 13, Thunder Basin. 4.14 to go, first half at the Corn Palace tonight. Second one is no good, back iron rebound for Meyerink. Colonels can push it, Stabner. Stabner should just take it all the way to the basket. Kicks it out to Seamson, who dribbles to the top of the key. Early in the possession, here's Carson Wyke, the sophomore lefty. She gets stuck. This one is kicked, and it will stay towards Mitchell. They'll throw it in underneath their baskets. I feel like at this point, you know, you've tried for a quarter and a half to get something going. Seamson's got six points. Stabner's got eight. That's it. I mean, those are your two options offensively. And that's kind of a shame. This is one of those games they got to find someone else. A deep three for Van Overshield, left wing, left it short and bounces over the backboard. Great look. That was from way downtown, though. Yeah, she's had three really good looks. Set some threes tonight, and so far she hasn't been able to connect. 20-13, to 13, Colonels trailing, 3.45 to go in the half. Thunder Basin ball, Westbrook loses it, and somehow Seamson touched it. You hate to complain about the officials, but... Seamson mm. can't believe it. Half the team can't believe it. Coach Brooks can't believe it. It's like, come on. You just got to get it right. So Thunder Basin going to throw it in. Spelts near half court. Throws it into Westbrook. 20 on the shot clock. Seamson on her. A drive by Westbrook. She traveled. They didn't call it. What else is new? Three by McCarty. Right side. No good. Rebound for Stabner. She might have a double-double at halftime. 
So they, they're seeing phantom <laughs> carries, but they're not seeing obvious traveling. Then Overshield top of the key. 3.15 to go. Colonels trying to cut into this seven-point Thunder Basin lead. Seems in another three. Boy, that looked real good. Mm. That was halfway down. Meyerink, though, with the putback underneath. Beautifully That done. is good. Some bench points. Colonels back within five. Westbrook uh, behind the back. Seamson on her. Here's Campbell Cox dribbling to the top of the key. Throws it right side to McCarty. Here's the 6-2 Spelts. Colonels need a defensive stop. Spelts underneath. Great defense on Meyerink, and she traveled. I would have called a clean block on that. There wasn't a foul. They called her for a travel, which I really didn't see. That's probably option three or four. That should be a tie-up. I would agree with that. I mean, I thought they called a foul, to be honest with you, as soon as the whistle blew was right, right at the foul. top. I thought whatever. I thought they called a foul even though it was a clean block. Yeah, that's what I thought. I mean, that was just a bizarre sequence. I'm not sure what they're looking at here tonight. This is kind of strange. Full court pressure. Colonels get it to White. Top of the key underneath to Meyerink. Wide open layup is good. Good ball movement. My goodness. Allison Meyerink. She might be that third offensive option. Colonels back within three at 20-17. to 17. 2.30 to go. They kick it out. Campbell Cox, left wing, a rainmaker. That one's no good. Long rebound. Van Overshield's going to let it go out of bounds. And the Colonels, just like that, you find Allison Meyerink under the basket. Who are some offensive options here tonight? And uh, Meyerink, I've been impressed with her here early on. Me too, offensively and defensively. I mean, I like what the Colonels are doing here. They were down by eight a little bit ago. Now they put together a nice little run to make it a one-possession game. Van Overshield, she'll travel at the top of the key, trying to Boy. pass it. Another travel called on her. I'll tell you, this is very much like un-Van Overshield-like tonight. You know what I mean? I mean, she's a, a talented player, a lot of good energy, can shoot the ball really well, but so far tonight the shots aren't falling and she's made some mistakes you don't normally see. Colonels are doing a great job on the defensive end here. This one tipped away and it's stolen. You had... Uh, Nice job there. Myring comes up with the steal. Stabner going to the lane. Left side going to lay it up and in good. Colonels on a 6-0 run. Stabner's with uh, nine points and the Colonels back within one. Nice job here by the Colonels to close out this half. Great comeback. This one a layup. No foul and laid in by Peyton Williams. 22-19 with 90 seconds to go. Fast break, layup by Meyerink is good. Great pass from about 40 feet away from Stabner. She'll get the assists. Good pass and great job by Meyerink to get behind the defense. Meyerink with six points. Here's a wide open three in the right corner. That is off the mark for Laney McCarty. Colonel's going to push it, and that's a bump and a foul. Nice. Free throws up coming for Carson White. She can take the lead after all that. I mean, Unbelievable. Moments ago it feels like it was 20 to 11 suddenly the colonels have a chance to take the lead with 114 to go in the half i love this fight they're showing here in the second quarter Addie westbrook she'll pick up the foul as she bumps seamson excuse me a carson wyke at half court by the scores table so here's carson wyke shoot a one and one the lefty sophomore free throw is no good and rebound for thunder basin just over a minute to go. Colonels trailing 22-21. Give and go. It's stolen. That one, another turnover. Another sloppy pass. Stabner going to go left side. Wide open three. Van Overshield. Shorts. Rebound tipped away. Thunder Basin touched it last. So the Colonels 
get away with one there. They'll get a second chance opportunity here with 55 seconds to go and a fresh shot clock. You feel bad for Van Overshield because getting open looks, that was wide open in rhythm, and she just kind of short-armed it a little bit. Carson White to throw it in underneath her own basket. Got to get it in, got to get it in, got to get it in. Finally does. It was tipped around, and we're going to get a whistle. It's going to be a foul. In the bonus. Here we go. So more free throws for Mitchell. Mitchell 0-1 from the line. The eighth foul on Thunder Basin. It's Stremka's second. Peterson with the air ball, so that'll turn it back over there. You don't see that very often. No. And Colonel just 0 at 2 shooting free throws. Haven't had many opportunities from the foul line tonight. And you feel like Mitchell's left 10 points out there with at least layups and missed wide open threes. So if the Colonels can get another stop and maybe go into the locker room with the lead. Spelts, 10-foot jumper. This one is no good. Rebound for Carson Wyke. Colonels could slow it down. No reason to push it. Slow it down for nearly the final shot. 20, yeah. 22-21. There's about a three-second differential between the game clock and shot clock. 25 seconds left. Wyke with the wide-open three. That's off the back iron. Colonels falling all over each other, and I think they're going to... Thunder Basin going to pick up a foul here on that loose ball. And Van Overshield might be shooting here. Well, I was surprised to see that early shot there by Wake for that three with still 20-plus seconds left in the uh, half because there's only three seconds difference between shot and game clock. I thought they would just slow it down and try to get one last shot here and take some momentum going into halftime. But, uh, you know, I guess if you get a good look, you take it, but... You know, fortunately, they got a chance at free throws here. Mackenzie Peterson with a one-and-one. One. She airballed it last time. This one much better. She makes it, and we're tied at 22. She'll get another one. That Boy. foul was on Laney McCarty, her second. So if she could pick up a third foul early in the uh, third quarter, that'd be uh, fantastic because she's got nine of their 22. Well, Mackenzie Peterson, second free throw. Back iron no good. Rebound for Speltz. No shot clock, 15 seconds to go, and we're tied at 22. Colonels trailed by as many as eight just a few minutes ago. Spelt underneath using the lefty hand. Colonels got time to push it here. Rebound with six seconds to go. Peterson finds Meyerink. No foul, just lost it. But the Colonels still have time with 1.9 seconds. They're giving it to Thunder Basin. How's that wow, possible? I thought that was blocked Spelt's out of bounds. knocked it out of bounds. Pretty certain that was what happened, but uh, Thunder Basin going to throw it in here and we're going to be tied at 22 they throw it in at half court and that that'll be a travel with 0.2 seconds to go and boy what a end to the quarter here 22 to 22 0.2 seconds left Seamson's gonna throw in the ball and that'll be the half he's got to get it in and she does and that is halftime Stabner nearly hit it from half court would not have counted so that was a half of basketball, Sean, 22-22. Get you some halftime stats, run down some scores from earlier in the day as well. Thunder Basin and Mitchell in a battle tonight. 22-22, we're back in three minutes. Halftime show on KORN. Ah, uh, why am I so sore? There are everyday moments. Whoa, hey, hold the ladder, hold the ladder! Ah! Oh, oh. Yeah. 
that hurt. And there are epic moments. When a moment creates a health need, visit the experts at Avera Orthopedics. We're moving health forward so you can tell the story. Learn more at avera.org slash orthopedics. It is halftime here at the Corn Palace. Travis uh, Krins and Sean Michaels with you tonight on KORN. And it's a tie ball game here at the half, 22-22, here between Thunder Basin and the Mitchell girls. Good news is uh, Mitchell rallied there in the second half of that second quarter. They were down 20-11 in the half on an 11-2 run. And, uh, well, we, we wanted some offense, looking for some offense, and Allison Meyerink provided that offense, had uh, three layups late in that second quarter. She's got six. Addie Seamson's got six. And uh, Sawyer Stabner, she's got the rest. She's got nine tonight. And uh, thus far, only three Colonels have scored. And, you know, that's probably all that's probably going to score the majority of the points. But in uh, 22-22, again, low-score games uh, help Mitchell get anything above 45. They're getting that danger zone. And right now, 22-22 is kind of where they want to be. Yeah, this kind of game really plays into the Colonels' favor, 22-22 at halftime. And good to see the Colonels' offense showing a little bit of signs of life there in that second quarter after a slow start because they were stuck on eight points about two minutes into that second quarter and about scoring Thunder Basin 14-12 to uh, in that second quarter to tie things up. And, yeah, Stabner started to get a little bit of help offensively, and the defense has been fantastic so far by the Colonels. I mean, they're challenging everything Thunder Basin's doing. Mm -hmm. They've let a couple of fast breaks get by them, and a couple of mid-range jumpers went down. But uh, Thunder Basin was pretty sloppy in that first half offensively several times. And a lot of turnovers between both teams. But, I mean, this kind of game really does play into the Colonels' favor. Hanging right in there with a pretty good team that's won six straight. You know, they got some talent on the floor. They have a really good size mismatch down low. And the Colonels have uh, been playing that really well so far. For the most part, you know, uh, staying out of foul trouble. It's kind of been uh, the foul troubles have been spread around the Colonels in that first half. So Stabner's only got two. So you figure she's going to be able to play most of this game and not have to sit down too much. Feel bad for Van Overshield. I mean, she had so many good looks. The Colonels have clearly left a lot of points out there, as you as you mentioned, probably mm -hmm. ten points with missed layups and several threes that were off the mark. But you know, this uh, this Colonels team is hanging right in there with one of the best players out tonight. Gives them a chance to see what they got, and so far they're grinding another one out here on their home floor. So you like what you see so far defensively. Offensively, got to clean things up, but, you know, this game is right where they want it to be at at halftime. And Colonels uh, without Taylor Giblin here for the uh, foreseeable future. Uh, injured her right knee at the end of that game versus Campbell County on Wednesday night. Again, some uh, halftime stats. Again, both teams are really struggling from the floor in uh, Mitchell, they have not uh, hit a free throw, or they hit a, a couple free throws, I should say, uh, there in that uh, first half. They're one of three uh, from the line. Other than that, uh, both teams not shooting the ball very well. Well, looking at the uh, shooting percentages, Mitchell actually outshot 
Thunder Basin in that first half. 43% to 32%. Wow. I mean, if you're the Colonels, 9 out of 21, you'll, you'll pretty much take that for a first half of play. Uh, going 9 out of 21, Thunder Basin 8 for 25 so far. So that kind of shows how sloppy they were offensively. Uh, from three-point land, Colonels 43% with 3 out of 7 from behind the arc. Thunder Basin went 2 out of 7. Uh, free throw line favored by Thunder Basin, 4 out of 8 so far. Colonels just 1 out of 3. Uh, then you look at the uh, rebound battle. That was won by Mitchell. Gave themselves a lot of second chances. They win that one 22 to 12 in the first half of play. And turnovers. My goodness, Colonels got to be pretty happy to be tied at halftime with 16 turnovers after one half of play compared to just 7 for Thunder Basin. But... You know, when it's all said and done, Colonels are right in this game against a really good team, 22-22 at halftime. Yeah, 16's a good plenty for a game, and the Colonels have that yeah. in the first half. Now, scores from uh, around the Hoop City Classic here. This is the eighth game of the day. Uh, the one before us here was a boys game between uh, Orono of Minnesota as they beat Houston, Tennessee, 73-61. That was also the second game of the day for Houston, Tennessee. They lost to a Titino Grace from Minnesota. They were blown out earlier this afternoon, 64-34. to uh, Campbell County, Wyoming, the boys, they beat Bridgewater Emory in a close one this afternoon, 48-46. to uh, Dream City International, a team out of Arizona, they beat De La Salle out of Minnesota, or that uh, Dream City Inter Inter International team out of Arizona, they beat De La Salle 61-50. Uh, Elk Point Jefferson, they pick up a win, 68-54 over Waconia. Then also earlier today, Providence Academy out of Minnesota. They beat uh, the same Thunder Basin team that's playing Mitchell right now. They played it at 10 o'clock this morning. They beat them 74-42. Then uh, T-Area beat Campbell County 56-53. to So we've got uh, yeah, a bunch of teams playing two games in one day, and he had a bunch of games at uh, the Pentagon in Sioux Falls yesterday. He had Sioux Falls Jefferson, the uh, number one team in AA. They were in action. Uh, had a great game between Houston, Tennessee, and Brandon Valley. And then you had uh, Thunder Basin boys. They played Sioux Falls Christian late last night. I don't think that game got done with until about uh, 11 o'clock last night. So we're tied at 22. We'll see what the second half brings us. We're back in one minute on KORN. Do you want a quality seed that has a focus on being local, building relationships that last, and has proven performance that's specific to where you farm? Choose Prairie Valley. With a focus on local research in eight regions throughout their footprint, Prairie Valley has the data to back up the performance of their locally specific hybrids and varieties, specialized to achieve the highest quality and yield where you need it most. No matter where you farm, Prairie Valley has the seed for where you are. To learn more or to find a local dealer, visit prairievalleyseeds.com or contact an Aurora Co-op representative. You're listening to Mitchell Colonel Basketball tonight live at the Corn Palace. Boys game to follow here in about an hour at around 8 o'clock. Thunder Basin and Mitchell tied at 22 as we start the third quarter. Thunder Basin throws it in at half court. Moving across here from left to right. Blue uniforms, white numbers for Thunder Basin. Gold uniforms, black numbers for Mitchell tonight. Stabner goes for the steal, and she'll get it anyway. Not how she intended it. Pass back, got right to her. This one knocked out of bounds. Last touch by Mitchell. They will say it hit the leg of Delana Hankel after it was knocked away from Thunder Basin, or by Thunder Basin. 
So both teams, two turnovers here in the first 20 seconds. Kind of carryover from that first half. Both teams were very sloppy. Westbrook kicks it left corner for a wide open three. That is good for Kinley Solemn. Solemn's first points tonight. 25-22, Thunder Basin in front. Van Overshield at the top of the key. Gets it right wing to Stabner. Now back to the top of the key to Carson Wyke. It's tipped away from Van Overshield. She's got to drive. Leave it off. Ten-foot jumper by Hinkle. Nearly an air ball. And a rebound for Thunder Basin. What a shame. Really nice setup that time by Van Overshield. Westbrook so quick to get it up. They get it to Peyton Williams on the left wing. Now top of the key to Solemn, who had that three-pointer. Here's a three on the right wing. That's in and out no good by uh, Westbrook. Colonels get the rebound. Wow, Van Overshield just muscled that rebound away. Stabner's pass, a little high for Seamson, has to catch it one-handed just to keep it inbound. She'll dribble it back out to the top of the key here with 20 to shoot. Stabner on the right wing. Lane is wide open if she wants to drive. Van Overshield to three at the top of the key. That is good. There you go. Van Overshield's first points tonight. Four triples. We kind of said you only need four or five threes to be in this game. Seamson knocks it away, goes to the court and saves it. Seamson with the steal. Great Girls. effort. We're tied at 25. Six minutes to go in the quarter. And we're going to get a foul on Thunder Basin. First of the half. It'll be the third on Peyton Williams. That's yeah, we Stabner. We figured Van Overshield was due. We talked about her missing uh, four really good looks in that first half, and they just set her up perfectly that time. Nice little catch and shoot, top of the key, and it was nothing but net. Just a really good-looking shot. Maybe that'll finally get her going here in the second half. Delana Hinkle checks out for Mitchell as Allison Meyerink will check in. 5-10 forward. Stabner gives it to Meyerink. 10-foot jumper off glass. No good. Gets her own rebound. Kicks it out to Stabner. Pump fake and a drive, and she's tied up, and it's going to stay with Mitchell here in the tie-up possession arrow towards the Colonels. Boy, how many times have we seen tie-ups in this game tonight? I mean, on both sides. Probably at least a half dozen. Seamson throws it in. 32 on the shot clock for Mitchell. Van Overshield, Dahl thinks Ooh. about a three. She was open for a moment. Ooh. Gets it to Stabner. Stabner now on the right side. We get a whistle. Foul on Thunder Basin. This is their second. 5.45 to go in the third. We're tied at 25. And this is the third foul on Westbrook. She's the point guard. She's been kind of leading this fast break for the most part, so she'll go to the bench. Got to say, I'm shocked. Van Overshield did not take that three. Seamson dribbles it out to the top of the key. Got spelts on her at 6-2. Wow, we a very awkward shot. We're going to get a foul on Van Overshield. That'll be her third. First on Mitchell. She was fighting with Campbell Cox for that loose ball on the rebound. So both teams have three-pointers. Low-scoring game continues, tied at 25. Two and a half minutes gone by in this second half. McCarty, she'll bring it up. Floater from five feet out. That is good. Well, that was really nice work on the inbound there. Just that give and go to spring her loose. And then a good looking uh, shot there in the lane. Stabner loses it, gets it back. Colonel's trailing 27-25. Laney McCarty with a game high 11 for Thunder Basin. She averages 18 on the season. Meyerink gets it underneath. Nice ball movement. Wide open three for Seamson. She hits the air ball. 
Long rebound. Thunder Basin and McCarty finally get it. She'll drive the lane. Layup is no good. Rebound for Thunder Basin. It goes to McCarty. She's blocked. Third time's the charm. McCarty with the layup. Now she has 13. Colonel's down by four. Boy, really nice individual effort that time by McCarty. Stabner, they'll foul her. This will be the third foul of the quarter on Thunder Basin. 4.44 to go, third quarter. This will be the first on Solemn. Team's third. It was funny, seems to missing that wide open three. She needs more crazy situational yeah. kind of a shot, right? Last second to beat the buzzer. Layup Van Overshield right side. She missed it, got her own rebound. Blocked this time, but uh, she'll be fouled by Jolie Speltz. That'll be the first foul on Speltz. Fourth on the team and a rare trip to the foul line tonight for the Colonels. Colonels are, what, one of three shooting free throws, and here's... Yeah, in that first half. Two opportunities from Van Overshield, and she'll miss the first <sighs> one. Too strong off the back iron. But good to see her kind of, you know, getting going here a little bit in the third quarter. Finally hit that elusive three, and now she's attacking the basket. 29-25, Colonels trailing here midway through this third quarter. Van Overshield second free throw is good. Just a little off tonight. 0-2 from the line. Ooh. And Thunder Basin will throw it away. Speltz was looking for an outlet pass to Campbell Cox, but well in front of her as she throws away on the other side of the Corn Palace. Led her just a little bit too much. Otherwise, that could have been a possible easy fast break layup. Van Overshield, she checks out. And Maddie Kempf in for her, the 5'5 junior. Colonel still in this. They've only had three points this quarter. Seamson just... Stolen from Seamson by Clark. Speltz will go left side. She'll miss the layup. Colonels were the last one to touch it. Again, another fast break and another layup missed. And uh, a pretty decent pace. Thunder Basin likes to run, but they've just not been very good at it tonight. Cox with a deep two. This one an air ball. Rebound for Meyerink. Stabner brings it up. She should just go right to the basket. Instead, she'll stop and fake a three and give it to Seamson. Carson White in the left corner. Gets it down low to Meyerink. It's tipped away. Campbell or Thunder Basin saves it. And they got a whistle, and they don't know what it even is. Well, Colonels are going to come away with it after that little exchange, but I can't believe they didn't call Speltz for a reach-in on defense there. I mean, she reached around and made contact with the Colonels there and got away with it. Colonel's last one to touch it, so Thunder Basin with possession. 3.40 to go in the third quarter. They're up by four. Colonel's have only scored three points in the third quarter, uh, over halfway through. McCarty at the top of the key. Trying to get it inside to Speltz. Nice defense by Meyerink, but she's bumped. Josie Speltz will go to the line to shoot two. It's on Allison Meyerink, her second foul. Also the team's second foul of the quarter. So Spelt, she'll uh, get a couple free throws here. 65% shooter early on on the season. And the first one falls. Three points for her, and the lead now up to five. Spelt's at 6-2. They really haven't gotten her the ball at all tonight. This one rims out no good. One and two from the line. 30-25. Wide open three in transition. Seamson. Misses it short on the left wing. And here comes Thunder Basin. McCarty quickly up. Gets it to Clark at half court. 
40 points might be enough to win this one tonight. 30-25, three minutes to go in the third quarter. Clark at the top of the key. Here's Campbell Cox. Stabner, tough defense on her now in the right corner. She dribbles it back out. Nearly traveled. They get it down low. Speltz loses it. Recovers. Five to shoot. Cox just throws it up. Why not? Just an ugly-looking possession ends in a made three-pointer by Campbell Cox. It's now 33-25, one of the largest leads tonight. Yeah, Colonels did just about everything right on that possession, challenging anyone that touched the ball. Just a good-looking shot by Beautiful Cox. Beautiful pass. Kemp is hammered. Speltz helps her up. That's good sportsmanship. Nice pass by Stabner on that backdoor cut by Maddie Kemp. And she'll go to the line. This is five team fouls now on Thunder Basin. The second on Spelt. So the Colonel's got to continue to get to the foul line here. Maddie Kemp's first free throw is good. Her first points tonight. Because things are not going Mitchell's way offensively. And Overshield has that three-pointer. That's the only made field goal as we're almost done here with the third quarter. Kemp makes both free throws. Cuts the lead down to six. 33-27. Thunder Basin up with 2.20 to go in this third quarter. Colonels get the tie up. Now we're going to get a foul instead. Again, I think the players are kind of like, you know, what can I do? What can I not do? They reach in. That looked like a tie-up to me, but Stabner is going to pick up her third foul. Uh, it's really difficult to get a feel of how the officials are calling this game tonight because they've been really touchy at times, and then there's a lot of things they're missing. Spelts down low in the left box. Splins left. Contact, and going to get a foul here on Meyerink. That'll be her third foul. Four fouls now on Mitchell, and Spelts who was 1-2 last time from the line. She'll have two more free throws here up by six. First free throw is good. She's got four points now. 34-27, Thunder Basin in front here with 2.12 to go in the third quarter. Boys game to follow tonight. 2-2, two two, that trip for Speltz. Now an eight-point lead here with just over two minutes to go, third quarter. Has Stabner even shot the ball here in this quarter? Maybe once? I don't remember her getting an actual clean shot off. She may have attacked the basket once, but I don't think she's had a chance to do a pull-up shot. They get it to Stabner at the top of the key. Picks up her dribble. Gets it to Seamson on her left. Top of the key. Seamson kicks it out to Stabner. Now late in the possession with six to shoot. Kemp's got to put it up and said it'll be stolen. We're going to get a tie-up. It's not going to matter. It's going to go to Thunder Basin anyway. Another tie-up. Laney McCarty forces another turnover. Colonels, when this is said and done, they may have 30 turnovers on the night. As Mitchell had 16 at halftime. They just look out of sorts again offensively. Just uh, too much standing around, not enough ball movement, not enough uh, cutting to the... The basket and just not enough uh, shooters getting open. Drive by McCarty, left side. She lays it in. Largest lead tonight. It's up to 10. Laney McCarty, best player out there, has got a game-high 15. Stabner gets it left. Seamson's going to drive left-handed. She's knocked around. No free throws here with the sixth team foul. If this is on McCarty, it'll be her third. Should be. And it is. So three fouls on McCarty. And Colonels can be in the bonus here for the rest of the game. He's got to pick up one more foul. Seamson's got to get it in. 
Finally does to Stabner. Contacts and misses the layup. Contested. Goes through her leg. She's going to die for it. It's out of bounds. Last touch by Mitchell. So Mitchell has five points in this quarter. Two three throws from Maddie Kempfen. A three-pointer from Van Overshield in danger of making just one shot in the quarter. Minute to go. They're down by 10. 37-27. Left corner to Clark. They get it down to Speltz, who's fouled. Just the fifth foul on Mitchell. They're starting to go to Speltz a little bit more. Maddie Kemp picks up her first. And he got somebody at 6-2. Nobody can match her defensively for Mitchell. And they're finally starting to give her the ball a little bit down low. 6-2 for goodness sakes. Campbell Cox with the 10-foot floater in the lane. That is good. She's got eight points. And this one's starting to become a blowout. 39-27. 35 seconds to go in the half. Colonels being outscored 17-5 in this third quarter. Stabner on the right wing. Maddie Kemp top of the key. Carson Wyke on the left edge. Now with 12 to shoot. Seamson top of the key. They get it right side. Back to Seamson. Somebody's got to shoot it with five to go. And instead they throw it out of bounds. Last touch by Thunder Basin. And Laney McCarty. There'll be four seconds on the shot clock. Ten seconds left in the corner. In the quarter. Seamson's got to get it in. Finally does. Won't matter. It'll be a shot clock violation. So an ugly possession. That was uh, Delaney Zoss, number 35. Scrambling for the ball. So six seconds to go. No shot clock. Gale get it into Clark. Thunder Basin up by 12. McCarty will drive. 10-footer. Nearly got it a half second to go. She will shoot two free throws, trying to make this a 14-point lead heading into the fourth quarter after we we were tied at 22 here just about 10 minutes ago. Well, we saw this a lot last year with the Colonels. Uh, They tend to have at least one quarter where there's a lull offensively where they score only in the single digits. I mean, this is going to be the second time tonight they failed to get to double digits in a quarter. Uh, but I think Thunder Basin's made some really good adjustments defensively in this second half, completely frustrating the Colonel's offense. 41-27. That's the end of the quarter. Thunder Basin nearly scored as many points in this third quarter, 21, as they did in the first half, 22. 41-27. Colonel's trailing by 14 as we head to the fourth. We're back in one minute on KORN. Ah. <sighs> Why am I so sore? There are everyday moments. Hey, hold the ladder! Hold the ladder! Yeah, that hurt. And there are epic moments. Slide! 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 Class of 1995! When a moment creates a health need, visit the experts at Avera Orthopedics. We're moving health forward so you can tell the story. Learn more at avera.org slash orthopedics. 
This is Austin, store manager of Runnings in Mitchell. We'll help you gear up for the cold with layers of winter clothing, coveralls, boots, and gloves. Get whatever you'll need, from ice melt and shovels to snowblowers. We have it at Runnings. If staying in is the plan, we've got loads of toys, games, and all kinds of feed and feeders for wildlife. If you're hunting instead of feeding it, Runnings carries about 900 firearms. Everything from rifles and handguns to BB guns. You need it, we've got it at Runnings in Mitchell. It is Mitchell Colonel basketball here tonight. The eve before New Year's Eve, Friday, December 30th. And Colonel's down here, Colonel Girls down 41 to 27. That was a big third quarter for Thunder Basin. Outscoring Mitchell was at 19 to 5. Big quarter there. Colonels have their work cut out for them down here by 14 as they start with the ball. Fourth quarter. Moving across the Corn Palace floor from right to left. Stabner, top of the key. Stabner was pretty quiet. She's got to get going. Drives left side and free throws upcoming. So there you go. 7.44 to go in the game. Bonus time for Mitchell. Seven fouls on Thunder Basin. Well, that'll certainly help the Colonels a lot. I mean, that third quarter was a lot more Thunder Basin kind of a pace. Scoring 19 points in that quarter, a team that averages 52 a game, and they're most likely going to get there tonight. And, you know, complete contrast from that first half, 22-22 at halftime. That was more the Colonels' pace. Stabner misses the first free throw, and the second one is good. And Colonels, they got to get to the line every time down the floor. Stabner's got 10 points. Meyerink and Seamson both have six. Van Overshield has three, and Maddie Kemp has two. Those are your points for Mitchell tonight. Trailing by 13 with 7.30 to go in the game. Speltz, nice pass underneath. Stabner knocked. Uh, Stabner got hit in the mouth as her and Seamson collide face-to-face. Layup was good. Uh, Campbell Cox got that layup. Seamson's going to come out. Looks like she may have uh, bloodied her lip. Yeah, got a cut lip. Well, that's not what you want to see. Going for the steal. Looks like Seamson and Stabner collided in face-to-face. Maybe even the nosebleed, too. She's uh, got a tissue on her, her nose and her mouth. Well, both teams score here to start the quarter. Then Overshield back in. Stabner driving left side. Gets it to Maddie Kemp. She'll drive the lane. Leave it off. This one tipped away. Colonels get it. Huh. This one hits Van Overshield in the face. Colonels maintain possession, 15 to shoot. Stabner going across the baseline. This one a deep three for Van Overshield, and that is good. Her second three tonight, and the Colonels cut the lead to 12. 43-31, still 6.45 to go. And both threes coming in this second half, and boy, badly needed points there for the Colonels. Stabner's got to drive to the basket, and if it's not there, hopefully somebody's open for a three. And they got to hit it. Well, Van Overshield and Seamson both have hit threes. They need them both here in the fourth quarter. Speltz off a glass in the lane. That is good. Speltz turning it on here in the second half. She now has seven points. And surprisingly, they have not gone to that much. She's got a good size advantage down there, but she's not had many layups. Stabner stuck. She throws it away. It's stolen by Westbrook. That'll lead to a wide-open layup for Speltz, she who missed. misses everything using her left hand. That was nowhere close. Boy, maybe just a little bit lazy on the shot because that was wide open. I mean, the Colonels were conceding that basket. Yep. All you have to do is 
Just jump up there and do a little finger roll. Or she completely her, put it off the glass. Use her left hand instead of her right hand, and she is right-handed. So. My goodness. So she'll check out. That was lucky. 45-31, a 14-point lead. That's where we started the quarter. Stainer goes left, spin move right. 10-footer is no good. Rebound tipped out. Colonels with the rebound. Stabner for three. That is good. So Stabner getting her first two threes of the season. She now has 13, and the Mitchell offense showing some life here. Down 45-34, four, let's see, 5.40 to go. Boy, Van Overshield and Stabner each hitting a three in this quarter. It's five three-pointers tonight for Mitchell. Make it six. This one left side is no good. For Campbell County inside the lane, Colonel's got a shot to make this a uh, nine-point game. Meyerink underneath. This one was blocked by Peyton Williams, and she picks it off the floor. That could have made it a nine-point game here with over five minutes to go. feel like momentum and energy going Mitchell's way, but they got to make these baskets. Yeah, it's a shame that Meyerink misfired on that. She had really good position down there in the post. Westbrook at the top of the key for Thunder Basin as they uh, start to run this clock down a little bit each and every possession. We've got 10 seconds to shoot. We're under five minutes to go. Mitchell trails by 11. This one stolen out of the air by Carson Wyke. You got to slow down and score. Get it right side to Stabner. Just drive to the basket. She does. It's out of bounds, but it's uh, fouled. So that'll be the eighth foul on Thunder Basin and Stabner to the foul line again. Yeah, that's Kidney Solom again. I think they just got Got the foul. Yep, Solemn, her second. So clock stops, 4.43 to go. You feel like Mitchell's making a run here, but there's not enough time, and they're down by too much. Need some more threes. That would help. 45-34. Need two free throws here to make it a nine-point game. Stabner, a one-and-one, misses the first one. It doesn't matter. Gets her own rebound. Got to kick it out. Second chance opportunity for Mitchell. Stabner wide open layup. She nails it. Stabner's going to turn it on here. She's got 15. Six in the quarter. 14-point lead down to nine. Still with over half the quarter left to go. Beautiful move by Stabner driving that left baseline. And now you've got Thunder Basin. This one a jumper right side from 15 feet out. Spelts just out muscles everybody. Wild shot way off the mark. Gonna tie up. Tie up. It's going to go to Thunder Basin with 31 to shoot. I mean, we've got to be close to 10 tie-ups yeah. in this game. I've never seen anything like this. 4-10 to go. It's a 45-36 Thunder Basin lead. Speltz gets it in at the top of the key. 6-2. She drives the lane right side. She's been way off tonight when she's been off in this quarter. Oh, my goodness. Last touch by Thunder Basin. I guess Mitchell touched it with 24 to shoot. 4-0-3 left in the game. I don't know what it is. Is she tired or just not Could seeing be. where the basket is? Because she has some open looks that she's missing. This one nearly tipped away. Carson White nearly got the steal. Solomon will get it right side. She'll drive. Mess of a possession. Colonels come up with the steal at Stabner. Colonels need to score. Kick it back out. Give it to Stabner. Have her drive to the basket. 3.45 to go. Colonels down nine. Still with an opportunity. A three here would cut it to six. Seamson at the top of the key. She's going to drive with paper up her nose for that bloody nose. Myrink at the top of the key. Ten to shoot. Seamson wide open for three. That is short. Rebound for Carson Wyke. Stabner for three. Left side. Good. 
Stabner with three threes. That's got to be a career high for her. She now has 18 points. Mitchell has cut a 14-point lead down to six with three minutes to go. It's 45-39. And Thunder Basin likes to run. Spelt on the layup. That is good. Well, at least Mitchell gets the ball back quickly now down eight. Under three to go. Meyerink, jump fake, layup, good. Colonel's back within six. Good possession, great fake, and a really nice feed there by Stabner. 2.45 to go. We got a ball game, 47-41. Thunder Basin again. They like to run up and down the court. They take their time here. Wide open three, right side is in and out, no good. Speltz will miss it. Stabner with the rebound. Colonels can make this a three-point game. Timeout. Mitchell going to get a tie-up, and it's going to go to Mitchell, the 15,000th tie-up of the game. 2.29 to go. Colonels wanted a timeout. They call a tie-up. Either way, Mitchell, are they going to give them the timeout? What are we doing here, folks? Are they going to call them the timeout? I guess they're going to give them the timeout. So if there's another tie-up, it should stay with Mitchell. Who knows what's going on? Nobody in this arena. 47-41. 47-41. Colonel's back within six. 2.29 to go. I was going to say, you no. Know, Thunder Basin likes to run, get up and down the court, and they've been kind of in their half-court offense. Hasn't been very good. Uh, and it's shown here, again, Mitchell outscoring them in this quarter, 14-6. Colonel on a 14-6 run. So it's been the second and fourth quarters, which Mitchell's offense has finally got it going. Three three-pointers for Stabner. That is greatly improved. Her three-point shot was non-existent last year. Now she's got three of them. That was a missing ingredient. I mean, we yeah. talked about that opening night at Huron. The development of Sawyer Stabner. Can she develop an outside game? And in this fourth quarter, she absolutely has. Uh, it's good to see that. Van Overshields hit a couple of threes. Stabner's getting it going. Uh, boy, did they get lucky in that last possession because they did not box out on that rebound after a missed three by Thunder Basin, and Speltz went in there to go do another layup, and she misfired again. They played great defense down there in the post to get this ball back, and uh, I really have liked what I've seen from the Colonel defense this entire game. Seven made three-pointers. That's $21 from Mitchell roofing and siding. 2.25 to go. Mitchell down by six. Stabner brings it up. Colonel's down 47-41. Van Overshield, top of the key. A three-pointer to make it a three-point game. It's short, but she gets her own rebound. Fresh shot clock with 2.10 to go. They get it to Stabner. She drives the lane. Layup is no good. Put back by Stabner is good. A game-high 20 points for Stabner. 11 in the fourth quarter. Colonel's down by four with under two minutes to go. Great effort by Stabner. Rushed in there to get her own rebound and got the putback to go. Westbrook gets it left side to McCarty. Now down low. Ten or a five-foot jumper. In and out. No good by Solemn. Tie up. No. Rebound. No good. Colonels need a rebound. They finally get it on a third chance opportunity. They're going to call Stabner for the foul. Oh, they got the ball back. Stabner got the rebound, and then uh, Thunder Basin stole it away, and then Stabner or yeah, yep. Stabner picks up the foul trying to defend the putback. Her fourth foul, seventh on Mitchell. Oh. Two free throws for McCarty, and that's good. The Colonels did everything right on that possession, fought to get that ball, and then it just in a blink had it taken away. Colonels had a chance to maybe make it a two-point game with 90 seconds to go. 
Minute 36 left. Colonel's down five. McCarty's free throw is good. So she hits both of them. She's got 19 tonight. Boy, were those big free throws. 49-43. Mitchell down six. 90 seconds to go. Van Overshield in the lane. Got to kick it out. She loses it. Turnover Mitchell. That may just do it, right? That was their shot. Down two possessions. Probably won't get the ball back with much more than a minute to go. You had to score there. Now Thunder Basin can run this clock down to around 50 seconds. Up by six. You don't need to foul. Campbell Cox, left side. Now right side, minute to go. They've got 10 seconds to shoot. No, not, now you don't foul. You went 27 seconds, went off the clock, and then Overshield flies in there with her foul. That's her fourth. And, boy, that's a tough. You needed no points on that possession. Yeah, just, just let it play out. Let him shoot it and hope you get a rebound. At this point, McCarty's their best free throw shooter, one and one. That's good. She's not going to miss, so. You needed an empty possession there, and you needed to get this thing back to down three or four. Yeah, a couple of mental mistakes there by Van Overshield with the turnover in the last possession, yeah. and then flying in there and taking up that foul with eight seconds left on the shot clock. 50-43, Thunder Basin up seven. One more free throw to go for Laney McCarty. 56 seconds left. We're back in a quick 30 seconds on KORN. Sleigh bells ring, you can hear them In the lane, snow is glistening A beautiful sight, we're happy tonight Walking in the winter wonderland These lyrics are all about the sounds, sights, and balance of the holiday season Hearing Plus LLC wishes all listeners a Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and all the blessings in this joyous holiday season. Hearing Plus LLC, located at 5th and Main in Mitchell. Hearing Plus and so much more. Mitchell Colonel girls down by seven. 56 seconds to go. 50 to 43. Laney McCarty, Thunder Basin's best player. Free throw here. It's no good. She's got 20 points. Colonel's down seven. Stabner pushes. Stabner going to lay it up right side. That is good. Colonels have only two timeouts to go. Now you need to foul. You need to foul right now. Van Overshield steals it. And we're going to get a foul. So free throws for Van Overshield to cut it to a three-point game. Boy, was that a fantastic defensive play by Van Overshield to dive in there, steal the ball away cleanly, and get to the foul line. I mean, that happened in a blink of an eye, too. That is Laney McCarty's fourth foul. She's got 20 points tonight. I mean, and if she makes these, we got a one-possession game. And you don't have to foul on the next time. There's no, still you don't. Seven, seven seconds, seconds. 42 seconds to go, 35 on the shot clock. What a turnaround. Van Overshield needs to make the free throw, though. And she doesn't. And that'll be it. Thunder Basin gets the rebound. Seamson with the steal nearly, but again... And Lauren Van Overshield just didn't have the shooting touch tonight. Had two three-pointers, but uh, missed all three of her free throws. Well, you feel bad for her. I mean, she had those two mistakes before the timeout, the turnover, and then the foul. And yeah, the she grip. almost saved the day, but just couldn't get those free throws. Eddie Seamson's second foul. Nine now on Mitchell. One and one for McCarty, and she makes it. McCarty has made nine free throws tonight. She has 21 for Thunder Basin. So your Stabner has 22 for Mitchell. She'll be our player of the game. And McCarty matches that with a free throw. They both have 22. 
It's a seven-point game again with 35 seconds to go. Stavner drives right side. Van Overshield to three. That one's no good. Carson Wyke with the rebound. Colonels get it. 25 seconds to go. Colonels need a three. Wyke for three in the left wing. That is no good. Rebound tipped around by Speltz. No reason to foul, but they do. Seven-point game, 17 seconds left. That'll put Thunder Basin in the double bonus as Campbell Cox goes shooting free throws. Seamson picks up the foul. That's her third. Again, plenty of opportunities. Colonel's going to lose this game by, you know, 8, 9, 10 points and easily could, could get 10 points. Free throws, layups, things like that. Campbell Cox, her free throws in and out, no good. And in a game in which they probably had at least 25 turnovers, to be in it with a minute to go is, is really amazing. Free throw is good. Campbell Cox, one of two from the line. She's got 10. Could be final possession for Mitchell here. 10 seconds to go. Stavener drives. Layup right side is no good. And that will be it. Don't foul. Don't foul. Why are we fouling? Carson Wyke on the foul. That'll be her first. It's the competitive nature, my friend. You're down eight with five seconds to go. Just don't foul, please. Boys game coming up next. Around 845, 8.50. Addie Westbrook. Point guard's not uh, scored tonight. Free throw is no good. 5.7 seconds to go. Thunder Basin going to improve to 7-3 on the season. 1-1 one one on the day. Mitchell going to lose their second straight. 1-2. Mitchell's off till next Friday night. They'll be in Yankton to take on the Gazelles. Westbrook, her second free throw is good, so she'll finish with one point tonight. And the Colonels will bring it up. Down 54-45, a desperation three is no good from Stabner. So that's how it ends. 54-45, nine-point game. Colonels got within, what, four points? They're late. So good effort there. Colonels were down by 14 at the end of that fourth quarter. Made a great run to cut it within four. But, again, just too many mistakes for Mitchell. 54-45. Colonels lose by nine. So you're Stabner with that uh, team high 22. Allison Meyerink played well yet again. Had eight points versus Campbell County on Wednesday, and she scores eight points here again tonight. Eddie Seamson had two three-pointers for six. Van Overshield also two three-pointers for six. And uh, Manny Kemp had two points, both from the uh, free throw line here for the Colonels. Colonels now at one and two. Turn our focus here to the boys game. Thunder Basin boys taking on Mitchell. This will be the third game in three days for Thunder Basin. Take a quick timeout. So we'll talk with head coach Riker Kreitzfeldt, but... We'll come back and uh, wrap up the girls' game and look forward to the boys' game. We'll be back in three minutes. Back to us in three minutes on KORN. I treat every job like it's my own. Every job I work on, I treat it like it's my own, whether it's your house, whether your garage. Those are my house. That's my garage. Whether it's your business building, your church, your school, whether it's your apartment complex, or even your farmhouse, doghouse, anything I do, I'm going to do it like it's my own. I treat every job like it's my grandmother's job. I want you to remember at Mitchell Roofing, I treat your home like it's my home. I'm Corey with Mitchell Roofing and Siding, where you'll see the proof in our guaranteed roof. 
Our doubleheader continues the ninth and final game here tonight from the Corn Palace. It's the boys from Thunder Basin taking on the uh, Mitchell Colonel. But first, uh, Sean, let's wrap up that girls game. What do we have for uh, final stats? Uh, Sawyer Stabner, our player of the game, as uh, she led Mitchell here with 22 points tonight. Well, running down uh, the final stats for both teams, uh, Mitchell ended up out shooting Thunder Basin by just a little bit, 38% to 36%. Uh, let's see here, Thunder Basin ended up going 17 out of 47 from the floor, while Mitchell went 17 out of 45. <laughs> so it was actually a very, very close battle there from the floor. Uh, from three-point land, Thunder Basin went 36% shooting, going just uh, uh, going four out of 11 from behind the arc. That helped the Colonel stay in it for sure, while uh, Mitchell went seven out of 17 from three-point land, and uh, they finished 41% from behind the arc. And then uh, free throw line, 16 out of 24 for Thunder Basin, not too bad. And uh, Mitchell ends up going just four of eleven. That's really where the, the difference was—a plus twelve advantage. That was the big difference. And, in a and then you look game. at that third quarter, where uh, Thunder Basin now scored them nineteen to five. That was also uh, a big part of how this game finished, how it did. Uh, then you look at uh, the rebound battle. Thunder Basin with thirty for the game, while Mitchell had thirty-seven. So uh, Colonels actually winning the battle on the boards. But then, of course, the turnover, the turnover battle. That was not good. Mitchell, 22 for the game. They did clean it up in the second half because they had 16 in the first half. Thunder Basin, only 13 turnovers uh, overall for the game. So, you know, shooting-wise, is pretty darn close, but the free-throw line battle was kind of the difference in this game. But, you know, I think the Colonels look back at this game as a game that what might have been because they did have a lot of opportunities, a lot of missed threes in that first half, a lot of missed layups, and uh, Thunder Basin was pretty cold shooting in that first half. Colonels had a chance maybe to take an early lead and just weren't able to, to close there at the end, but they got close. I mean, they were down by 14 points, so I gotta give the Colonels some credit for hanging in there, fighting back in that fourth quarter, putting together a nice run, even got it down uh, to four or five points in that final minute. And there's a couple of crucial moments. Yep. They made mistakes. That was the difference in this game between a team that's six and two on the season, you know, and the Colonels that are going to fall now to one and two. And the Colonels gave it everything they had, though. You know, they fought back despite being down by quite a bit in the second half. They got the offense going maybe a little bit too late, but I really liked their effort despite mm -hmm. kind of an ugly game in that first half. And they were down to Campbell County on Wednesday by around. You know, 12 points, and they cut that thing down to six. And same thing there. And again, just just another monster night for Sawyer Stabner. 22 points and 13 rebounds. This comes off the game on Wednesday night in which she had, uh, what, 12 points and 20 rebounds. So uh, she ends the Hoop City Classic with 33 rebounds in two games and 34 points. She cut those turnovers down a little bit, down to five. She also had three assists and four steals. So she was an All-Stater last year, and uh, no doubt she's going to be an All-Stater this year uh, for Mitchell. And the thing that also pops up is that three-point shooting. She was three of five shooting those threes, and those very, threes very look good. good. Yes. So that's a scary proposition. If she can add a three-point shot, and yeah, she'll be back next year. She's only a junior. 
halftime show here. Colonel Boys up uh, 35 to 21. Well on their way here to a 3-0 start. Halftime here on KORN. Girls coach Dave Brooks joins us. Coach, thanks a lot for coming back up again in here and uh, kind of like that Campbell County game, a little bit of a hole in that second half, and the girls battled back and made a game of it. I think it was a four-point game there late and had a shot to make a heck of a comeback. But, uh, I mean, the effort's always going to be there, and that's the second game in a row. They've had a you know, a big uh, big deficit, and they make it interesting there at the end. You know the effort's going to be there, and Sawyer Stabner uh, kind of got things going here offensively for her. and. I mean, Stabner with another big night, uh, 20 point or 22 points, 13 rebounds for her, and she kind of led the offense yet, yet, yet again. Yeah, she had a good night. Um, and we hit the th- hit some threes tonight. Yeah, that was nice. Uh, shot better than we did Wednesday. And, uh, you know, we, we talked about even before the game that, that third quarters have kind of been our nemesis the last couple mm-hmm. of years. And, and uh, tonight, you know, we only scored four, five points that third quarter, gave up 19. And then, so I don't know what what the magic is in the fourth quarter we outscore them by five points i i don't know i gotta i gotta figure it out i guess but uh you can't a good team like that you just can't have a bad bad quarter and i told the kids they said some of that's got to be on me i maybe should have called a couple timeouts to maybe uh, stem the tide a little bit uh get regrouped Mm -hmm. you know whatever just uh change pace and i didn't do that so that's uh i told them there's some things you guys got to learn there's some things i got to learn so We'll do it together. You really cut down on the turnovers there in that uh, second half. You had 16 in the first half, yeah. and you only had six uh, there in that second half. And um, it was kind of a sloppy start to the game. They had you know played earlier today, and uh, you're trying to adjust to some newer lineups perhaps. Yeah. But it seemed like the second half was maybe a little bit cleaner than that first half was. Uh, it was, and we told them, I think, yeah, we had 15, 16, whatever turnovers. They yeah. said, you know, rebound. We said we, we want to keep them off the boards. We They only had one offensive rebound at halftime. They picked up a little bit in the second half. We got in foul trouble. But so they, they we, we did improve on the uh, the turnovers. Rebounding was still not bad. I mean, we out-rebounded them, which is kind of, yeah. I know, the kids working hard to do that. We just said we can't give them second, third, fourth shots. You know, towards the end of the game there, it just seemed like we that ball had butter on it with mm-hmm. for us or something. Couldn't get it, but... Um, yeah, I, I just said, you know, geez, the team versus Wednesday or Friday, I'd rather play the team Wednesday than the team that, that showed up tonight and played. You know, mm-hmm. I thought, you know, it was, uh, they were better. Head coach Dave Brooks joins us here. And, again, you got some time off here. You're at Yankton, I believe, is the next game coming up yep. on Friday. So you got some time off here to kind of kind of get things going. What do you, you kind of work on in this next week? Maybe some more weather on Tuesday. We'll see how that impacts yeah. things. But. Yeah. Um, you know, you kind of got two games under your belt, and kind of you can kind of reset and see where you're where you're at here after a long time off. Yeah, we're kind of getting to the thick of things yeah. now, uh, which is which is good. I mean, uh, so we'll, but now we get five days or a week or whatever it is, and uh, we look at the film and kind of I'm sure there's some things we can we can work on. You know, the, tonight's the first time we played man in a year or so, and so we were kind of skeptical, but we thought with some of the speed that we, we have that we could maybe do that, and the kids did really well. We, we you know, we'll work on our post defense, because we're probably going to try to front at least three-quarter front, and we, but we haven't really worked on that, because our fist, our, our, our Amoeba 2-3 doesn't require that as much, but that's something that we can, that we think we can teach, and, and uh, we might see more man. I, I was, I thought we did a good, good job with it. So. Yeah, you kept it in there at the end. A big 14-point deficit got that down to four. Uh, Coach here, thanks a lot, and uh, we'll see you probably in Yankton on Friday. Okay, thanks. Appreciate it. And Sawyer Stabner, your player of the game here. Another huge night for her. That's become a regular double-double for her with the uh, 22 points tonight and 13 rebounds for Sawyer Stabner. We thank head coach Dave Brooks for joining us here at uh, halftime.